Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. How's it going, Chiefs Kingdom? Welcome to episode 46 of the Great British Chiefs Show with your boys from the kingdom, representing the kingdom, myself, Brad Simcox, and Arrow Headlines editor, Tom Childs. In this week's show, Tom and I will be taking a look through some of the best news articles from this week's Arrow Headlines as the excitement builds ahead of Chiefs training camp. But first... Versus Murray. Looks long. He's got a receiver. Ball with a blocker. Right down the road. Touchdown, Arizona. Yeah. First down and goal. Here's Drake. No, it's Murray going to keep it and scamper into the touchdown. We have to start this but first with uh, some breaking news. Well, it's breaking news while we're recording anyway. Um, it's not Chiefs related, but it kind of is. The uh, Cardinals are actually giving Kyler Murray a payday, a huge payday right now. Uh, apparently, he's, he's signed a five-year deal, 230.5 million deal, and includes 160 million guaranteed. Uh, and that makes him the second highest QB average at 46.1 million per year. And we couldn't be happier about it, could we? We are not worthy of Brett Veach. Like, <laughs> how long ago was the, the Mahomes contract? What, two years ago? Two it wasn't last now. summer. Yeah. It was after we won the Super Bowl, wasn't it? Yeah. The, this contract that Brett Veach handed out Patrick Mahomes two years ago the famous two-year, uh, ten-year, half a billion-dollar contract yeah. is just looking better and better with every single QB that continues to get paid. Kyler Murray earns more per year than Patrick Mahomes. Come on, it's come on! Insane. Honestly, I, I genuinely believe that Brett Veach has managed to fleece the entire NFL. Yeah, I just go because what what they did with Patrick Mahomes was so above and beyond what anyone else has got. Then anyone that kind of thought themselves as kind of good for all right, that's that that's that's the uh, the way that quarterback contracts are going. That's what I need yeah. to get to. And they always say with quarterback contracts, it's just the next guy that gets paid more money. But 
this is becoming ridiculous. Kyler Murray earning what forty was it forty six million dollars a year? Well, uh, yeah, per on on average forty six point one million per year. Second, apparently, behind Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, and one one ahead of Deshaun Watson, who's one ahead of Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> like Josh Allen's only just behind Patrick Mahomes, isn't he? Yeah. So, but, yeah. well, Mahomes is forty five million dollars a year. Deshaun Watson forty six. Kyler Murray forty six point one, and then Aaron Rodgers out in front. 50.3 and but you can argue that Aaron Rodgers actually deserves his money but Deshaun Watson and Kyler Murray to get paid more money than Patrick Mahomes like this this is crazy we're, we're entering a territory here now of just stupid money going to mediocre players and that's not to say I'm not saying that in general Kyler Murray is a mediocre player but if you had to put him in a spectrum of all the 32 quarterbacks he mm. is in the middle somewhere would you say that? I would say it a little bit higher. I quite like Kyler Murray. How he he's not—he's he's not a top ten quarterback. He's not. No, yeah, I would say he's not top ten. But he's, he's top fifteen. He, I would say. He, yeah, exactly. He's in yeah. that twelve through to eighteen range. Mm. A group of quarterbacks all together. Like he's in the same sort of tier as Derek Carr. He's in that sort. He's close. He's close, certainly closer to Derek Carr than he is Patrick Mahomes. Definitely. He's yeah. Definitely not. He's <laughs> like, definitely not the second highest average player. Yeah. <laughs> ever, it's it's just mad what Brett Veach has man- managed to do. Like, I swear in like a few hundred years time, there will be a religion called Veachism. And <laughs> everyone that's a football fan or anyone, any a fan of contracts or negotiations will go to this church and just worship Brett Veach. And it will just be yeah. a plinth with Brett Veach's face on it. And there'll be like a guy turn up and it won't be a dog colour. It'll be like I don't know, a mic, a head of our head coach mic that they'll wear. <laughs> And they have a play sheet in front of them as opposed to an actual Bible. But really what they're actually doing is just going there to worship Brett Veach and his contract negotiations because it is it is, it is a miracle it's what a he's managed miracle. to do to the NFL. <laughs> it's it a outstanding work by him. He's managed to shit house the entire NFL. What a guy. What a guy. But there is someone else that is also loving this contract news, by the way. Yeah. And it's someone that deserves to get paid an awful lot of money. Former NFL MVP Lamar Jackson, he must Lamar. be rubbing his hands together at this news. Like, oh, like, he's now gone onto his phone with his agent, going, "Right, what yeah, do we need exactly. to do to get me the best-paid quarterback in the league?" Exactly. I've always said, like, I always use the term Poundland or Walmart versions of other. Kyler Murray is a Walmart Walmart version of Lamar Jackson. Yeah, and Lamar Jackson, he must be thinking out there's an opportunity for him to actually become the highest paid player in the NFL on average per year. It would not surprise me if they, they announce a contract for Lamar and he's in the 50 plus range and he's getting more than Aaron Rodgers. really wouldn't surprise me. But with that kind of contract, I I, I think it's valid with Lamar because like Lamar, Lamar is the Ravens. They are good right now because of the Ravens. The reason why, John Harbaugh still has a job is because of Lamar Jackson. Yeah. That's what he was about to get fired when Joe Flacco was called back back in 2019 or 2018. No, it was 2019 rather. Yeah, yeah. It's only when they bought in Lamar Jackson halfway through the season, they turned their season and had a good strong end to the year. That was, was all because a, Lamar. It yeah, wasn't because it wasn't because it, of John Harbaugh. At the time it was a big gamble as well because yeah. he was, yeah, he's a mobile quarterback. He's, a, he's effectively a running back that can throw. And I think that's harsh. <laughs> no, it's not. It's realistic. But uh, why, don't we, why, why can't he? Why can't he be a quarterback that runs? No, no, he can't be. Oh, okay. <laughs> He's a running back that can throw. But 
it was a bit of a, it was, a, I think at the time, there was a lot of people who was focusing on the fact that he is really good in the run. He's, I mean, there's no two ways about it. He's the best mobile quarterback in the league. Yeah, um, arguably ever. Arguably, yeah, exactly. He's almost like, almost like Vic kind of, you know, mm. he's probably overtaken Vic in the, in the fact that he's been able to, you know, how mobile he actually is. Mm. But at the time, it did seem like with such a pass heavy league, it was a bit of a gamble with the Ravens, but it's paid off. It really has yeah. paid off because he's an exceptional player. And like you're saying there, if Kyler Murray is getting this kind of money and Lamar Jackson is next yeah. in line, we we always mourn about people not putting Patrick Mahomes at the top of a ranking system. Yeah, yeah. I hope he becomes 32 on this ranking system. Yeah, yeah, for sure. The fact that he's not getting paid the biggest money because, we, like you said, we're two years, probably what, third year coming up in this new, in this contract that he signed for 10 years and we're already seeing him tumbling down the uh the, the, the pay rankings what's what's the number going to be when justin herbert comes up it, it so at some point like, it's going to break 50 55 million 60 million i, 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 I think it's going to be closer to 60 when when that, that trio of quarterbacks come through like you've got joe burrow justin herbert and Tua. If, yeah. if he turns out to be good, if if, if he plays as well as Tyreek t- tells us he's going to play, then he's going <laughs> to get paid. But um, yeah, so you're going to have those three callbacks all coming up at a similar sort of time. Yeah. So they're going to be looking at each other. It's going to be our oh, who goes first out of those three. They could easily push each other up into the 60, 60 million dollar range. Yeah, and so you're going to you're going to get to a point where Patrick Mahomes is getting paid seventy five percent of what say Justin Herbert and Joe Burrow is getting paid mm. per year. That's a really handy position uh, position for the Chiefs to be in, especially when you start looking at free agents to have that extra $15 million in the back pocket to use on another free agent. Then the Chiefs should benefit. Like this contract, we we talk about it every single time someone else gets paid. This, this, this Mahomes contract just continues to get better and better and better with every passing off season. And eventually the Chiefs are going to have to come to a point where they pull Mahomes back to the table and they're going to have to pay him again. Mm. But I only see that coming, what, maybe three, four years time when they go back to the table. For now, just enjoy the fact that there's teams spending top money on not so top quarterback, should we say, uh, just just enjoy it. And I'm kind of glad it leads us kind of to the next point as well. Kind of glad we avoided that with Orlando Brown. Well, yeah. I mean, that's going to be actually something we're going to link in because uh, obviously we're looking at Arrow headlines this week. And 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 the most recent Arrow headline that was on there was about the Orlando Brown Jr. Uh, well, offer, let's say. It wasn't really a signed contract at all, was it? Um, the offer that was there, um, it looked good. I, I thought it looked good. It looked decent. Um, especially for the caliber of a player that he is, because mm-hmm. uh, we haven't seen we haven't seen him being breaking into that like at least at least a top five, not even a top ten tackle at the minute. Yeah, but he was demands his demands were very high. I'm all for betting on yourself. I really am. I'm all for betting on yourself and saying right, give me the money and I will prove to you that I'm going to do it. But it doesn't work like that in this game, especially the fact with the way that the Chiefs are looking at their contracts in the moment. I like the way the Chiefs handled the uh the whole kind of um offer and the contract negotiation basically trying to just manage his expectation a little bit more but not be bullied into the fact that he's probably the only left tackle we've got at the moment eric um, fisher's out there what eric fisher's out there eric fisher's out there well that's that's like, the thing as jason, well jason P- jason peters is out there exactly so like, 
you know, there, there's options there that we could probably go, do you know what, if you're going to sit out or if you're going to, you know, play silly beggars, we'll just get, we'll just bring, bring the fish back in and, and see what happens with that, you know. The Chiefs are the winners of this. The Chiefs are the oh, winners. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. They are, I, I like... didn't agree with you. When we mentioned this before, I didn't agree with you before that the Chiefs, I, I said that Orlando Brown had all the power. It so hasn't. It's flipped round in my yeah. eyes now. And I can see what the, the way you were thinking as well, that the Chiefs hold all the cards in this. Oh, yeah. I, I think that I, I feel like they do because at the end of the day, they're the ones that put the offer on the table. And yeah, Orlando Brown was good last year. He wasn't great. Yeah, yeah he might be good this year. So we can tag him again if we need to be. Mm-hmm. But if he turns out to be great, then the Chiefs end up paying decent money to a guy that's earned it. Mm-hmm. Like, I wasn't happy with the offer that the Chiefs brought out there. I'm not going to lie. I thought it was way too much money. I, I know it had that false six year with the, the 44 million pushback, yeah. which they were never going to pay. But I just thought the overall offer was just not, it just wasn't deserving. Like he did I not. Thought it was respectful. He did not earn that contract. No, I thought it, the offer was respectful of the fact that yes, he wants to obviously big himself up, and like I said, he wants to bet on himself. Yeah. And the Chiefs probably recognise that by going, okay, we'll give you a little bit more, and then obviously, you know, that like you said, that that six year option, which really was never going to happen. But I thought that was more than enough for the caliber of player that we actually have at the moment. Yeah. I think I think it was too much, and I think Orlando Brown is silly for turning it down personally. Yeah, um, he, like you said, he's betting on himself. But if he doesn't turn out to be, if he doesn't make that jump, that improvement this year, mm. then what's he going to get offered next year? Like yeah. he he's talks, he talks a hell of a good game. Yeah, he really does, and like he he backed himself. He forced his way out of of, of Baltimore to become to be a left tackle to. Apparently, want to be a Hall of Fame and get paid the most money, all of this. Yeah. But what he's doing on the field just doesn't back it up yet. Yes. And people say, "Oh, you need it's better to pay early than it is to pay late." And obviously, in the case of Patrick Mahomes, we've obviously paid early. Mm-hmm. But guess what, Patrick Mahomes done before? Before that, he won the team a, a Super Bowl and was league MVP. Um, was already the best callback <laughs> yeah. of the league. Yeah, we paid him early in the fact that we were the first to get to that that forty five million, that that half a billion dollar mark. That's first ten year contracts. But Patrick Mahomes was worth is worth every single penny that the Chiefs offered him. Yeah, Orlando Brown hasn't done enough. He just hasn't done enough nah. to, to warrant to get him even talked about contract wise in the same stratosphere as Trent Williams I and I don't I don't understand the sense of entitlement on his part where he thinks that's what he deserves so for him to turn down this 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 contract is a huge gamble on his part and he's clearly a very confident guy but if he does not keep up with his mouth then next year he is not going to get that type of offer again they might have to tag him again Mm. and then at some point you just have to say well enough is enough Thank you very much, Orlando Brown. Thank you for your service in the last three years. Let's look to the future and try and get another guy. Yeah, but I mean, put it this way. I want him to be the best player, the best paid by being the best player. That's Absolutely. what I want. Yeah. I, I mean, it doesn't, even, it, doesn't even ha- it doesn't have to be the best. He does not have to be a Trent Williams. No, he no. just needs to be a top five or six guy. An ever-present that we can rely on consistently and you know that he's going to shut down that side and every now and then he's going to get got by the elite pass rushes in the league because that, that's guess what that happens but you need him to live up to his contract and right now the player that we are seeing is not going to live up to a contract what he wants 
going to be an interesting year because with the pass rushes that the Chiefs are going to be facing the AFC West this year, not just the division, it's going to be really interesting to see how he actually handles that because, yeah, it's a very much a suck it and see kind of league now, isn't it? Well, it definitely is with the Chiefs. I like the way that they approach this, but I mean, what do you what do you think about this 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 report that came out? I mean, it's in our headlines at the moment, which says um, uh, there was a claims that the Chiefs are unhappy that Orlando Brown is unwilling to work with them and he's not the player that they traded for. Do you think there's anything in that? Well, P and I had a discussion about this particular story before before yeah. we decided to run it for headlines. We decided there wasn't enough substance there. No. To, you couldn't run an actual story off it because it was pure speculation. Yeah. And like there was there was an unnamed source and whatnot. And it was, uh, it's just from a report in the NFL Network. So we couldn't run it as a, an actual story. I don't know. <laughs> like the Chiefs PR front office always come across as like a, quite a tight-knit unit that yeah. don't let a lot out, don't leak a lot. So for them to let this leak seems a bit crazy. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I don't know. Yeah, they probably can be disappointed in the fact that they didn't get a contract done with Orlando Brown and maybe disappointed in the fact that he hasn't played up to what he expected so far. But they must have known that he wanted to be paid when they traded for him. So they, they must have known the type of guy. No, he hasn't kept that a secret because I mean, obviously, his dad was was one of the greats, you know, a great player, uh, uh, and and I he obviously sees himself. He's well driven. Let's put it that way. I mean, he's a he's a well driven uh, kid. He knows exactly where he wanted to be and what he wants to do uh, in his career. And you know, it's 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 fine demanding what you think you're worth, but you've really got to put it on tape. You've really got to make sure that you drive that message home and saying, "I am here. I am going to be the best or one of the best in the league." And, and I'm going to prove it to you. And I, I hope, I think this is why the Chiefs done this. I think they're going to go, fair enough, son, prove it. Yeah. Do you reckon Do he turns up? Do you think I think he, he does. I think he well, does. For camp as well? Mm, mm, probably not. I don't know. Um, I mean, after this report came out, maybe you might just think, Do you know what, I'm going to go for camp as well. But again, it runs the risk of getting injured. I mean, if you were that player, you, you know, it's what, what are you going to do? You know, I don't know what the injury guarantees are with the tag. To be honest. I, I don't know what they are. Um, obviously, if he signs the tag, it's $16 million this year. Um, yeah. So it's nice. it, 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 <laughs> we're quite lucky because of all of all the parts of the Chiefs team this year, the one that's got continuity the most is is your offensive line. Yeah. So it's not like we, we've, we're putting in a load of new players into the offensive line and we need them to gel. We already know that four out of those five offensive linemen, potentially five if Lucius Nyang ends up being the start, all played together before. So I'm not necessarily worried about the offensive line in that aspect in terms of their ability to protect Patrick Mahomes as a unit. Where I worry is that we now know, or we believe anyway, because the Chiefs have gone to obviously a heavier set of receivers, they've got more tight ends, they might lean into the run game a little bit more. And that's where you kind of want, and I I know they are limited to what they can practice and whatnot in in training camp. We all know this, but if they're looking to go a little bit run heavier than in previous years, they kind of need to be drilling that at, in training camp they need to kind of they need to do their installs and they need to work for it and if Orlando Brown isn't there then that might be a bit detrimental to the team going into week one and you would think he would probably want to be involved with that but the fact that he had a a mobile quarterback in Lamar Jackson yeah uh, you know he he's he was part of that offensive line that that was you know at the Ravens where you know helped 
Jackson um, have those yeah. monstrous numbers that he had on the run. So you'd think he would be excited about the fact that the Chiefs could be looking at the run game, which... I- yeah, exactly. And it's just not another opportunity for him to show his skills and say, right, this is what I can do in the run game. Yeah. Pay me for this as well. Yeah. Don't just pay me to protect Patrick Mahomes. Pay me to just go and eat men alive. Yeah. Like, it, it's, I it, think he's uh, more, I think he's more of a, a, a like a, a more of a, an attacking kind of offensive lineman where he just likes to get in their face rather than their, them getting in his yeah, face, yeah. you know. And I think that's probably where he was more comfortable when he was at the Ravens because yeah. he was having that, 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 that almost like that forward thinking. Yeah. But, um, but like you said, you've got to have it on both sides. You know, you can't see the Chiefs doing a more run-heavy game when they've got Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey as the receiver. You know, you can't see them doing that all the time, but they've got yeah. to mix it up a bit. We've mentioned it before that they should have mixed it up a few times last season, but it never yeah. happened. But they've probably seen the error, error of the ways. Yeah. Uh, and that's probably what they're looking at this year. But um, but I mean, all the best to Orlando Brown. Hope he does it. I hope he uh, becomes one of the best play- best paid players, and he hope he he helps us win another ring. You know, that's that's fundamentally what we want. Um, should we skip on to another another arrow headline? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Um, the other arrow headline I wanted to bring up was um, <laughs> Bleacher Report. The NFL experts pick for twenty twenty two division winners. Now they've mentioned. Um, they've gone through all the, the, obviously the division winners that they think this year, and they've gone through like a voting system, which is uh, quite good. Actually, I think I quite like that. And for the AFC West, they've put the Chargers with three votes as being the team that is going to actually going to win the AFC West this year. Here we go again. (laughs) Here we go again. The Chiefs got two votes and the Raiders and Broncos got zero votes. You know, sorry. Um, <laughs> I just saw. I just saw you got to. You got to. You got to get rid of that. Are you? Do you feel like you're living in some kind of like Groundhog Day or something? I I was literally about to say, was this article written by Bill Murray? Um, I. It's boring now. Like, I'm not going to tell you whether I agree with it or not. I'm not oh. because we've we've already said in this off season we are not doing predictions too early. We are waiting <laughs> that our predictions will come at the end of August and early September. That's when we will predict things. We're not yeah. doing it now. We we're not starved of content enough that we need to do predictions now. But it's come on, Arius, isn't it? Come <laughs> on, just <laughs> let's move on. I don't I don't want to give this any more time. Like I might ask you to edit this out of the podcast altogether the after after the fact. Like. Um, yeah, honestly, let's, let's we could on. we could have we could have used the previous podcast from last year, yeah, and put it into this segment right now and just say, basically said this is what's happening in the uh, in the media at the minute that everyone's putting their all their eggs in it, one basket for the charges. It is like, regardless of whether it might be right or not, it is crazy, isn't it? How every <laughs> single year, like you, like think about it now. Right? When was the last time? The Chargers weren't fancied to win the division, like not 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 necessarily just by everyone, but like a few people, because it probably happens. They won it. <laughs> <laughs> probably the years that they won it. That, that, that probably somebody picked somebody else instead of the Chargers. But so like just every time, every time it comes up every year, it it just seems as though they want the LA team to be. This yeah, but it dates back. Team. It dates much further back than that. Oh it yeah, dates. It's the San Diego. Is it the California thing? Is that what it is? Could be. It could be San Diego. Yeah. Like they haven't won the division since 2000 and 
nine, I think it is. Something like that, isn't it? Yeah. I'm pretty sure LT was still playing for them. Yeah, yeah. When they last won the division. Like, it's it's been a long, 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 long time since they won the division. Yet these people every year still pick them to win the division. And like, fair enough, it might be granted some years. Like, I don't think it's ludicrous to say it this year, personally. Judging, like, going by how well Justin Herbert played last year and obviously the additions they've made is not a, it's not a ludicrous prediction to make. But in years previous, it absolutely has been ludicrous mm-hmm. to make it. Like, what people saw from Philip Rivers year after year, like, gave them this sort of confidence into believing that he can change who he was and that he can lead a team over Andy Reid and it's just never going to happen. And in years before that, it was Peyton Manning. Yeah. So why why were they predicting that Philip Rivers could could beat Peyton Manning to a division title? It, it's just There's some it's kind just, of bias there somewhere. I don't know what it is. Yeah. I, I I need to know. Like someone in the Chargers organization has so much dirt on <laughs> on journalists yeah. or experts in inverted commas. Like they have dirt on them. They have pictures of them naked or something like that. I I don't know what it is, but. <laughs> There's something, there's something fishy going on there in regards to predictions and the charges. Yeah, I mean, it could be the, the point that some media gurus and everything they basically want to shock and and you know, it's got no, it's got to be location based. It just has to be. It has yeah, to be. I mean, it's just, got to be because, like, I'm thinking about the division: Oakland, uh, Denver, and Kansas City are hardly the sexiest of names, are they? Compared to argue Vegas could be, couldn't yeah, it? Yeah, but yeah, but Vegas has only been relevant for the last what two or three seasons they've yeah, been there. So before that, like that, it has to be location based. It has to be. Yeah, it's got to be. Uh, otherwise, I can't explain it. Other than him having dirt, them having dirt on him, I cannot explain why <laughs> there is this fascination with the Chargers every single year. Some years I get it. The continuous year after year Groundhog Day, Bill Murray stuff, I just don't get. It's strange as well because I mean the Raiders the Raiders beat them in the last game of the season. Yeah, they finished third in the division last yeah. year. And and that Raiders team is not as good as what it is probably now. And we tonked through the Raiders last year. Um, no, I disagree with that last statement. I think the Raiders are hundred percent better than they were last year. Oh yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying the the better now. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm saying the better now. But when the Chargers played them in the last game to obviously try and, you know, that crazy game where everyone thought it was going to be nil-nil. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, um, but yeah, they couldn't even beat the Raiders then. And we tonked them last year. We tonked the Raiders. So what's the Chargers? What, what have they seen that the Chargers have done last year that they could probably probably bring forward to this year that makes them suddenly the favourites? Don't get it. Just don't get it. Just don't get it. Should we do one more before the break? Yeah, go for it. Let's do one more. Okay, so, right, a uh, bit of happy news, really, because uh, a bit of celebratory news. Um, Kansas City Chiefs unveil special logo for their 50th season at Arrowhead Stadium. Wonderful news. Um, you know, 50 years of, of Arrowhead, uh, it's it's such a it's such a wonderful stadium as well, isn't it? It's a beautiful place to go. It's got the record still. Nobody's ever going to take that away from the record, the, the noise record. Um, celebrate your year. And and it looks as though the Chiefs are going to honour that as well, that the Chiefs didn't say how or even if they will use the logo, but it seems possible that the logo could appear as a patch on the players' jerseys or maybe as a sticker on their helmet. Um, so whichever way they do it, whichever way they honour it, I think Arrowhead deserves 
a celebratory round of applause for what it is. You know, it's been a venue that everybody loves. That tour we went on as well at our head. Yeah. Um, I know it's changed a bit since we've been. I mean, that's only like since 2017, but the, the you know, the whole place just just felt historic. It felt, I mean, it got in, it, I mean, as soon as you see it, when we come over the, over the horizon and we saw the, you know, the stadium for the first time, well, when I saw the first stadium for the first time, you've been a few times, haven't you? But it was just that it's iconic. It looks iconic. Mm-hmm. Um, the shape of it. And, you know, like I said, the, the, it's just wonderful place. You and our head stadium need some alone time. I did, I, you know what? I really, I really did enjoy seeing our head stadium. <laughs> and it, it, was, it was an emotional part of the tour that we went on, you know, the, the stadium visit. Um, and, you know, you can see, you can see why it's well loved by yeah. Jews Kingdom everywhere. And I hope it stays there for another 50 years. <laughs> well, speaking of clothing, and obviously you've mentioned the patch on the jersey, yeah. it's official, by the way. Is it? Chiefs have made it in the UK. Yeah? Yeah, they've made it. So <laughs> my partner, my fiance, shall I say, yeah. she uh, went to a shop in the UK called Primark today. Oh, all right. And Primark is fast fashion type of sh- shops. Everyone goes there. Everyone in the UK owns an item of clothing from Primark, whether it's pants, Primark. socks, T-shirts, anything. Yeah. Like, it's just a place to go. If you need something quick, just go to Primark. Anyways, she went to Primark today and they were selling NFL official merchandise and there was a Chiefs vest top there. Finally. And this is a big deal. This, honestly, Chiefs Kingdom, this is a big deal because in the UK, it is impossible to walk into a shop that sells NFL gear and not just be overwhelmed by Raiders, Patriots, Giants gear. You can never get any of the lesser fashionable teams, the Chiefs, the Texans, the Seahawks. You can never get any merch from those teams. Well, today, on July the 21st, 2022, we found a Chiefs vest top in Primark. The Chiefs have officially made it. They are they are part of the big the big boys now on the international stage. Kansas City, you've done it. Patrick Mahomes, yeah, you've yeah. done it. You're, you're getting it's mass just, produced in the UK. <laughs> no, it's, it, it is a big big deal. And people people listening to this thinking, why is that a big deal? It is. Trust me. Huge, there yeah. is there are so many people that wear Raiders clothes in the UK. They haven't got know who, who the are. Raiders are. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They don't know. They just think it looks nice. And, you know, you can't really argue with black clothing. Black clothing always looks yeah. nice. But there's so much, there's so many people that wear Raiders stuff. There's so many people that wear Patriots stuff because obviously they had a period of time where they dominated. Now the Chiefs are like part of the big boys of the NFL. They're starting to get their recognition a little bit now. And this is a big deal. Expect a lot or expect a few more people on this bandwagon. Like this Patrick Mahomes has loaded this bandwagon up and I think he's just going to get, have to get another one to trail onto the back of it because this, 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 this wagon is filling up fast. So mass production in Primark in the UK. All we need now is a club shop in the UK, don't we? Exactly. That's what we need. We need a club shop in the UK. Um, So yeah, get on it chiefs. (laughs) Brilliant. That would be good. Okay. We'll take a quick break there. And when we come back, we'll be looking forward to the first day of Chiefs training camp and we'll also be quickly discussing about 
the game in Germany. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi there, and welcome back to the Great British Chiefs show with Brad and Tom. We're back again uh, talking about uh, the International Series game, which is actually happening over in Germany. Now, it's it's actually hit the news recently because um, fans have been in their droves trying to get tickets for the first game, which was uh, we thought was going to be the Chiefs versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but clearly that wasn't going to happen. Um, but the it's now the Seahawks versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and there were huge, huge problems going on with the, uh, the, the, well, the ticketing system, let's say. And we've seen reports that over nearly, I think one of the reports was over 700,000 people were waiting in line, online, in a queue, waiting to get a ticket for the first game in Germany. And that never happened because Ticketmaster, which is the uh, the main kind of provider of these tickets, um, actually the security system on it is just really kind of, it just messes everything up. We have the same problem over here, don't we, with London. And we get, try and get the London tickets. And it's bots, it's scalpers, it's, you know, it's people just basically just buying mass amounts of tickets and then reselling them again on the website for astronomical amounts of money. And like I said, we've had this before with the London games, and it's very much something that we always uh, grumble about when we, when we, you know, when we're trying to buy tickets because you want to see your favorite team, and you get scalpers on there that are just out there to make quick money. Now, it always, it's always going to happen. You're always going to get scalpers and you know ticket touts and bots and everything like that trying to, uh, you know, outdo the system. And it, and and unfortunately, this this route, it's letting them do that. And yeah. it's 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 such a sad state of affairs, but there's nothing much else that people can do other than paying the money. I mean, God, I mean, one of the prices, I mean, the lowest price seat on there was $600. Yeah, for a regular season game. For a regular season game. I mean, yeah, I get it. You know, Tom Brady's going to be there. 
It's going to be the first game in Germany. People want to be there at the first. But mm-hmm. my God, they, I'm relieved that Chiefs aren't coming over this time. Yeah, that's what exactly what I was about to say. Like, think of the amount of people that book their flights and their hotels at the announcement of the game. There yeah, would have yeah. been thousands of people have done that and then think, oh, it's fine. I'll be able to get a ticket. I'll pay whatever to get a ticket to a point. Yeah. Not $33,000, which is what I've seen with some of the tickets gone on these secondary the markets. The hospitality ticket was $33,000. It is ludicrous. And something does need to be done about touts and yeah. scalpers, as you call them. I've never really heard that term before. But yeah. for people to be able to buy tickets and then immediately sell resell them on websites affiliated with Ticketmaster yeah. is just ludicrous. How is that allowed? How are t- Ticketmaster allowed to sell a ticket to one person and then let that person sell them on and then take fees from that sale as well? They're essentially selling the ticket two, three, four times over once they've accounted yeah. for all the fees. And they'll get a fee for that as well. How, every ticket how, how is that allowed? Well, how did the NFL allow this? Like, you don't get this in the Premier League. It just nope. doesn't happen because all the sales are controlled by the club. The club are the one that sells the tickets. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you might get the odd one that appears on, on StubHub, but there's no, uh, like Arsenal, for example, will have nothing to do with that sale on StubHub. They, Arsenal will not be making any money via that sale they control it themselves the nfl needs to do something about this they they do because we're trying we're looking at tickets now for to go to chiefs versus rams in and thanksgiving yeah and the money that we're getting quoted for tickets is ludicrous mm. like we're going to pay it obviously because we're coming we're not <laughs> flying all that way and we're not going to not go to a game yeah. but i'm looking at the prices and thinking someone is having my pants down for the for this yeah pretty lightly yeah (laughs) they might as well just take the shirt from my back as well just for me to go and see the chiefs and imagine just being like a like a european fan mainland european fan and you've waited years and years and years to see an nfl game on the continent yeah and you get all excited and you can't afford to go because some morons want to make a quick buck yeah it winds me up it really does touts touts are like up there in like the top 10 worst type of people in the world they might they might just be like fifth for me um i won't go into the others but touts are just terrible human beings and they just shouldn't be allowed it should be illegal it should Um, be and there should be limits as well i think or there should be exactly there should just be a limit if you want to resell a ticket there is a percentage that you can make up to that that is it any more than that any more any more than say 15 percent of face value Mm -hmm. then it gets taken down or yeah. yeah, someone knock on your door and you get a hefty fine. Like that, that's the way it has to be. Yeah. But of course, you know, capitalism and all of that lot, Ticketmaster want to make as much money as they possibly can. And yeah, that's, that's unfortunately not going to change. Yeah, it's, it, it is sad. I mean, when you hear the reports that 700,000 people were, were, were in a queue and, you know, when they, some of them actually eventually got to the front of the queue and when they were putting the payment details in, it crashed. Yeah, or you know, it wouldn't let them put the PM like, details in. So, I don't, I can't really blame Ticketmaster for that because that demand is absolutely crazy. By the way, oh, yeah. to have nearly a million people on online at one go, I can imagine get, waiting that long. Yeah, and yet, and, and you waited for your turn, yeah, to yeah. Ticket and then it crashes on you. I mean, that oh man, 
And my fist had been going through the laptop at that yeah. point. <laughs> yeah, we'll put it this way. I think we're going to have to try and get media passes for the uh, next year. Yeah, I think we <laughs> in Germany. Yeah. <laughs> or we just have to come up with some cunning scheme to uh, to uh, slide ourselves into the stadium. I might just yeah. buy like a Chiefs tracksuit and see if I can just sneak on after the bus. <laughs> like, well, just you'd been all right if Ben Neiman was still on the team. But yeah, yeah. Apparently, yeah, you yeah, could have sneak, snuck in as Ben Neiman. I don't know about me. I'm... I'm I'm not really the height of, uh, you know, NFL players. You've got the height. You've got the height. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> I could say you have some kind of strength and conditioning court. No, I couldn't even do that either, to be honest. <laughs> Nutrition, <laughs> nutritionist. Nutritionist. <laughs> what would be your, you, I tell you what, you've got mascot material written yeah, away. Yeah, I have. You. Yeah, you, I'd, you really I'd be a mascot. Have. I'd be the one that dances on the, uh, you know, <laughs> just dancing everywhere just just having a whale of a time so basically what we need to do when we get to journey next year we need to find kc wolf bag him and tag him and nick his suit yeah <laughs> <laughs> you know what though the suit wouldn't fit me i'm that small <laughs> it'd be it'd be a slumped over kc wolf wouldn't it you know or or the other alternative is you just make your own kc wolf and um turn up in that Can you imagine the yeah. fight <laughs> yeah. Uh, should we move on to training camp? Yeah, let's move on to training camp because, uh, wow, we be, it feels like we've been waiting a long time for training camp to start. And it's literally, it's tomorrow. It's right around the corner. Um, and we, uh, we're we obviously excited by a number of things happening. Obviously, the fact that it's, in, it's back in St. Joe again. But also, we'll get a nice look at the rookies. We'll get a nice look at our new wide receiving core. We get a look at the new defensive system or schemes that we're looking at as well. We get to look at all sorts of juicy, juicy stuff. And, you know, I don't know what what, what position group do you think you're looking forward to the most in, in training camp this time? I'm looking forward to watching these DBs go out. Yeah. Do you know what? There I was, are I was the so same. many yeah. guys. There are so many guys in that room. Yeah. And there are not that many spots. Like the, the O-line, we know what's there. The defensive line, there's just not enough bodies there for there to be an actual competition. Linebackers, yeah. we know who the, the starting three are going to be. But that DB room, that it's is going to get solid. feisty. Yeah. Like there are so many guys there. It's not even necessarily just vying for a place on the team. Vying for like starting it's like these guys that want to be the new nickel guy the new guy that want to be on the dime package yeah. guys that want to start on the outside the guys that want to cover the number one guys it's, there's there's this competition everywhere and it's just all they're all so young as well yeah and it, it's just like like deandre breakers one of the the vets of it richard fenton i think is the <laughs> senior name <laughs> I, I think I, I genuinely believe that the richard fenton might be the senior name amongst all the cornerbacks yeah, exactly. And it's I just cannot wait to see how these guys match up against the new wide receivers as well. Yeah. So like obviously DBs versus wide receivers is obviously the most exciting thing to watch in in training camp yeah. because it's the only one it's the only two position group that can actually like reflect a real real game, actual competition. Mm-hmm. So to see how the new pieces that are carry a bit more experience in the wide receiver room go against our like our fresh set of dbs i just think it's going to be excellent to watch and i i'm all here for the 
the clips that get filmed on a potato by fans. Like, send them all my way. Send them all my way. Yeah, we'll decipher the uh, the grainy footage and just, just yeah, just yeah, get all excited about them. I just, can't, I, do you know, what? I just cannot wait to overreact to everything because I'm gonna do it. I'm <laughs> gonna do it. Catches and yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> One-handed interceptions. Yeah, and, oh, oh, I forgot about Justin it. Ross as well. Justin Ooh. Ross first first proper look at Sky Moore as well. He's gonna. Yeah. Uh, do you know what, Sky Moore? Sky Moore. I'm looking forward to seeing how big his hands actually are. Yeah, I'm because not. People <laughs> I'm going to lie. It's not, it's not something that's ever crossed my mind. No, no, <laughs> be because I I, I want to see a receiver that catches with his hands a lot more. Speaking of wide receivers and bad mouthing ex wide receivers, you've seen that Hunter Revenfro said that he can't wait to see Demarcus Robinson in action. Really? Yeah, what a fool. <laughs> maybe he's just like, I don't know, maybe he can't wait because he wants to laugh. I don't know. <laughs> if Demarcus Robinson couldn't perform in a room with Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill in it, how the hell is he going to get on in a room with um, Darren Waller, Devontae Adams, and Hunter Revenfro? Yeah. Yeah, with Derek, with Derek Carfer and the quarterback. He's just like, I've always been right on Demarcus Robinson. And I know we've had plenty of bets in the past and you were a proper fanboy. I actually I actually Robinson won one of those him. bets, but only just. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> who's, who's, I find it, this, take it back a few years when you were a massive D-Rob fan, you think he yeah. was going to be the next big thing. Who's going to be that guy that this training camp becomes the new Demarcus Robinson for you? Doesn't necessarily have to be a receiver, but just be, is your new like, favorite like you're almost your pet your pet player I, I don't i almost don't want to say because whatever fan whatever player i kind of lean towards and start thinking you know what that's that's yeah. the one for me i'm gonna i'm gonna plug for that guy he's gonna do it he's gonna do excellent well they always seem to do really really badly yeah or, yeah. or they never quite make it um a bit like you with uh was it Connell powell yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> We, I think we 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 really need to give up on on going. Do you know what? This guy's going to be it. This guy's going to be it because they never seem to turn out. Um, I think you were right with Patrick Mahomes. I think. Yeah, he turned out all right. Um, yeah, that turned out all right. Um, but yeah, I don't really kind of want to single somebody out. But I will say that the DBs I'm looking forward to, and and obviously, well, any 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 of the defense really is. I'm looking forward to seeing Brian Cook. Yeah. That's who I'm really looking forward to seeing. Do you think he um, can? Do you think he can unseat one Thornhill? Yes, I think he can. I think he's got so do I. to do that. I really do. Um, one Thornhill. One Thornhill must be looking over his shoulder in this. Yeah, um, it's a big year for Thornhill. It is a monster year for him. He absolutely he needs to perform this year. I mean, he's he's the, almost the veteran guy at the back now, isn't he? Ever yeah. since you know uh, the Honey Badger left, and you know he's. He's going to find it difficult because he hasn't got that reliance now on Honey Badger, um, and you know he's he's going to be looking at these new young stud players who are hungry to take his position and, mm-hmm. and be the next Honey Badger. Um, yeah. So he really needs to up his game in this. So yeah, it'd be interesting to see. I would say. Yeah. Um, I'm, I, one thing, more I'm looking position. forward to before we get off. Yeah. Go on. Um, is I'm looking forward to seeing Carl Aftus. Um, Slovakia oh, yeah. with the Saki. Yeah, and, and I know obviously it's limited to what we can actually see, but from what I've read, from what I've watched, it seems like he just has a motor that he doesn't really know when to stop. Mm. And I'm intrigued to see how our tackles 
deal with that, how our offensive linemen deal with that, because they are very much like that themselves. Yeah. And you can argue, almost argue that the defensive side of the defensive line are borderline. Are they lazy in practice or do they actually go hundred percent where it seems like Carl Aftis hasn't got an off switch. Yeah. And so I'm intrigued to see how that resonates into training camp or whether someone's going to have to pull him aside and say, right, you need to calm it down a little bit because you're making everyone else look bad. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm, in, I'm, inter- I'm interested to see him. Yeah. Um, the the other position group I'm actually looking forward to is the running backs because we've got quite a few running backs there now. Yep. Um, I mean, obviously we drafted, um, is it Pacheco, is it? Yeah. Um, Isaiah Pacheco. I've been told he's, he's wanting to watch. Um, I'm I know a guy to... that told me that he's the one to watch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I also had a bit of a soft spot for Ronald Jones as well. Yeah. Um, he was in my fantasy league for the past couple of years. And uh, Jared McKinnon's back as well. Clyde's Jared in McKinnon's there. Back. I like and the fact that Jared McKinnon's back. It's another, it's another loaded room. Obviously, you've got Derek, Cor- Derek Gore as well. Yeah. It's, it is a loaded running back I room. Really we talk- like Derek Gore. I know you do. He's, I really like Derek Gore. And you're going to be, you've got five guys there going for what, three, four positions? One of them's not making four. it. To... I think they take four this year. No, because Michael Burton will definitely get a spot. So yeah. Michael Burton uh, will get one. And then I think it'll probably be Clyde, Ronald Jones, and then one of the other three. And yeah. it'll be interesting to see who, who, who gets it and um, who can stand out the most whether that's in training camp or in the preseason games all we know is that outside of a couple of positions there is a lot up for grabs there's starting positions at receiver running back uh both db positions and maybe something in the interior defensive line as well maybe there's a position up for grabs there so there, there's there's it's not like we're going to be starved of actual competition it's not like previous years like in the early alex smith years you kind of knew who was playing where because the cheap team wasn't necessarily that deep where this year it seems like the roster has got a lot deeper and that helps obviously the tyreek hill trade help with that and the amount of players they're unable to draft what they took was it 10 draft picks this year so competition should be fierce and um St. Joe should be a hell of a watch for whoever goes there or whoever follows it on narrowheadbride.com. Right then, that's all we've got time for this week. Your boys from the kingdom will return again next week. Yes, you heard that correctly. We are back to our weekly schedule and we are sliding back into our Wednesday slot once again. Yeah, suck yeah. it, Pete and John. We've got our <laughs> slot back. <laughs> We've got we've got our prime time Wednesday night spot back. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> Editors who? <laughs> Move I aside, think... the Brits are coming. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Probably shouldn't say that on an American podcast, but never mind. No. Um, so so uh, hang out with your British friends every Wednesday from this point forward until the after the Super Bowl, obviously when we're celebrating it. And make sure you bring the tea bags. <laughs> <laughs> did you did you when you wrote that down did you um yeah i did imagine it yeah okay right, okay. <laughs> <All> right. <laughs> for more chiefs content stick around on the Outhead pride podcast network as chief training camp has finally arrived and reports will be coming thick and fast from Arrowhead pride to keep you updated on a daily basis but all that's left to say here is from one kingdom to another we'll speak to you again soon